Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Well, last week on Hump Day with Scotty and Swanee, we learnt that Dane was a traditionalist. When it came to alarm clocks, and Scotty told us all about the dangers of being a required player. After a little bit of Kevin Bloody Wilson, let's find out what this week brings us. And thanks to Sheen Panel Services, it's show four, Scotty and Swanee. Hi. Hello. Hi, Ralph. Hey, Dane. Um, thanks. Happy birthday for yesterday. Yeah, was the festival oh, of Dane going? Comes out Wednesday, so it'll be. Monday? Yeah, Monday. That was pretty quick. You got it out last oh, Tuesday yeah. night. Yep, so. yep. No, good stuff. You don't yeah. can listen to the word at any time. Yeah, matter. okay, absolutely. Well, for the, <laughs> Monday's just a name. For February 25th then. <laughs> yeah. Just in case people are listening yep. on the summer holidays. Um, and knowing what you did on Sunday, I don't reckon you saw much of your birthday. Part, I was pretty uneventful Monday. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I did absolutely fuck all. Um, yeah, so I went to... It was a fairly big weekend, so I've got absolutely no idea what we're going to talk about. I usually... Yeah, actually, do write the odd thing down. Yeah, you do things that I want to write down, but I've actually done nothing. So mm. it's going to be interesting. But yeah, it was my birthday, so I decided to, to celebrate it with, you know, me Boys. went. To, yeah, um, members of the Rat Pack, I guess. Went to Eminem and then went back to the Albany and then went to another mate's bar and went to a, a mate's house. Scotty, can I just put this thing Because we've got a lot to cover there. Because yeah, Eminem was like late at night and then back to the Albany. <laughs> Then to a mate's place and then back to another bar. There's a lot to unpack here because you're our mutual mate here. So, so you know, we had to take a leap of faith on each other. Yeah, yeah, you're the conduit. Yeah. So, nice word. Sure, yeah. sure, Dane's taken a bigger leap being with an unknown compared to me being with someone who's come from with Williamstown Reserve Reserves. Yes. Yeah, to become yeah, a Brownlow yeah, yeah. winning. Exactly right. I'll tell you what, I know legends. a lot about you now because every time I open my Twitter feed, there's your 41st post. Man, you, yeah. You're very active on Twitter, aren't you? Pays the bills, don't angry like, too, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Angry. Really it's angry. his opinion across them. Angry every time little I man. I've told yeah. you this. But here's the, here's the rich, the ball of angry man, mm. little man syndrome. Here's the big bonus. Here's the big bonus. Gloss over that. I didn't know how dedicated Dane would be to this podcast. Yeah, I know. Yesterday. What, what did, were you thinking originally? What were you thinking? Well, no, you I, I didn't, much. No, I was open-minded. Right. But what I loved Good. was yeah. that as soon as Dane woke up, yeah. He texted us straight away. First thing he did when he woke up. First thing he did. Yep. It was... Not quite first thing in the morning. It was 2.45, but it doesn't matter. It was the first thing he did. Right. And we appreciate that. Well, it's my one thing I have to do for the week, come on. So, you know, I'll make sure I'm... 
Very prompt. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, mate, I didn't see much on Monday, let me tell you. Um, when did it start the festival of Swanee? Did you in a different state? Did it start yeah. Friday? Oh, you're in Adelaide. Yeah, I was in, a, I was in Adelaide from Wednesday, South Australia from Wednesday. So, um, Till? With the people? Yeah, I ran to the people till um, Saturday Arvo. That's a good stretch. Yeah. And then um, obviously met um, all my mates from Melbourne Sunday and I carried on well into Monday and then... Um, didn't do much yesterday, mate, let me tell you. And I've come good today, though. Can I ask you, do you think, uh, yeah, mate, it's Chris Tarrant, do you reckon Tazza got to work yesterday? Oof, I'm, um, I'm down it. Yeah, if, if did, he, he would have snuck in late. So talk us through this group of blokes you had in uh, in Adelaide's Fitzy. Obviously, everyone knows, you just need to say Fitzy, and everyone knows who Fitzy yeah, is. Yeah, he's a very good man. Great man. There's Helped Dean, out. His, yeah? Oh, I, was, I was helping out uh, Fitzy and Brogues's Junior footy club or the uh-huh. footy club they play for? Dean Bro. South Adelaide or, or Oh, down like. in Norlunga. Did you go to Norlunga? No, no, I was in town. Oh, um, clever. So they presented um, Fitzy with the number one ticket holder. And really? Got, yeah, and I got presented with absolutely fuck all. Yeah. And I did it for nothing. <laughs> Bullshit. Yeah, I did. You got presented with a nice big ticket <laughs> No, no, no I, I did not. It was a love job and oh. couldn't even get a membership. Not. What about a stubby holder? Oh, mate, absolutely nothing. Jesus, going badly on South. Our Panthers are going. Brogues is, uh, he has not put on, he's actually lost weight, so he shits me. Uh, <laughs> good fella, though, Brogues. What's he done? He's retired. Well, he's retired five uh, years ago. Give, uh, give us a look. It's your, it's your <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's on your give Instagram. Give us a look. Oh, man, I don't know. Um, Gerard Bennett, who played um, footy at Sydney and Geelong, I think. Not many. I think he's got one Brownlow vote, played 30 odd games. Sorry, Benno. Yeah, yeah, and then um, Soda. He he j- actually he just got off um, the Ferris wheel. He j- he's, I think he's in the Guinness Book of Records now for he's on a Ferris wheel without sleep for fifty two hours. Like, <laughs> it's like you got you got a Guinness Book of Records for being awake for fifty two hours. So you got to come close to your record. Got a revolver on a Monday, and you'll be giving out awards every single day, every single Monday. It's like, <laughs> child's play. Hey, where's he? I've obviously never been to Vegas with you. Oh, exactly. So, off the ringer. So that's Mark. Mark Soderstrom. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah but great job. I think he had. I think he finished at eleven and was at um, the function by twelve. So I think he. Um, originally would have slept well that night. Right. And Fitzy's one of those blokes who's he's genuinely that funny on and off. Is that right? No, he's an asshole. <laughs> no, he's, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's great. He's, uh, yeah, he's really funny. He's, done he's just a good, happy bloke. You know what yeah. you get every time you see him, don't you? Absolutely. He's, he's awesome, yeah. He's happy to see you. Certainly made a career for himself after um, Big Brother, I think. What, Brother. What kicked you on, yeah. And what about, what about Dean Brogan? Did you play with Brogan? Uh, no, no. Yeah. Brogan was there after me, yes. Well, I said most people were after me. Ralph was one of the foundation members of the uh, Port Adelaide Power he, Football Club. He's a big guy, but he also had big guy friends too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. We shared a couple of mates, bro. <laughs> yeah, shared a couple of mates who wore a lot of leather and wore and rode big, loud motorbikes. But anyway, good fellas. Good fellas, but a uh, good man, bro. So, uh, so before we get That would to... have been a solid uh, four days there, Swanee, Wednesday to Saturday. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was four days, one night. sleep every yeah, day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I had a good one last night. But when you come back, <laughs> that's it. It's rolled in from Adelaide into the Albion. Is there anything you want to share from Adelaide before we talk about when you got back to Melbourne? Because there's issues here that we need to address. Um, no, thanks, mate. I'm, I'm pretty comfortable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, because you've publicly addressed issues because you've put this out on your Twitter feed when you arrive back from Adelaide. 
in a cab on the way home from airport. Oh, this is a debacle. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a flat tyre and now pulled over on the freeway. Can you fucking believe it? And no, right. I've not helped at all, but I did pause the media because the scoundrel left it running. <laughs> right. He did, the dirty scoundrel. Update, still parked right. at the side of the freeway. This is literally the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Keep me in your thoughts while I tough this out. Update, thanks to my constructive criticism. <laughs> Looks out the window. We are now on the move. Crisis over. Phew. Didn't have long left of me. I think it's only fair he buys me a water for the horrific dehydration I yeah. saw. I was nearly brown bread. <laughs> I, know, I, was, I, was, I was hanging off for dear life. <laughs> it's like leaving a it's like those heat one when you leave your puppy in the car. Yeah, exactly. You crack a window I was for licking you? the window. <laughs> I was like, what were you doing in a cab? Because you smashed me for using cabs. You know, well, you I, don't, I don't think you can get them at an airport. I'll leave it yeah, in the airport. I think you can. Okay, now use yeah. a, a sneaker. Or I think it was like. one of the reasons why. Uh, 5,000 cabbies took their kit off at Federation Square one day. That was another protest oh, they had. Why do they always seem to get naked cabbies to, <laughs> p- p- to protest something? You're not going to win the public over that way. No, you're not. And that's another point about protests. Why do people protest in peak hour and that when they completely stuff up the people that they're trying to get on side? Yeah, it's absurd. They're going to support that. <laughs> I don't know why you need to protest nude. Seriously. Maybe because... Maybe you know what? I don't normally throw stones, Dane. Yeah. Maybe because most of them are just hideous-looking creatures. <laughs> and that uh, everyone says, oh, we'll give you whatever you want, just put your kit back on. So can I ask you? Yeah, that's, not bad. that's not a bad theory. Mm. Mm. So Dane, so you know what? Just give we might start protesting. Yeah, exactly. You want to protest something, I'll tell you. I, I understand you're at the end of your tether, but mm. can I pick you up on yeah, a point here? Yeah, can we here? go here? You've said literally the worst thing that's ever happened to me in my life. Can, yeah. I, can I push pretty, it? Pretty good run up until now. I haven't run this past before, but I'm just going to say one word and you can decide if this was worse or not worse. And it's a bit of a personal story, yeah. but I'll say the word and you can tell me if this was worse than what happened to you here. Schoolies. Yes. <laughs> it was worse? This is absolutely worse. This <laughs> is the worst thing that's ever happened to me in my life. <laughs> so schoolies was the previous worst thing that happened mate, in your life? Mate, that, that was honestly the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Yes. Talk, talk. <laughs> Well, talk us through the, what trauma you suffered at schoolies. Could you tell what us trauma? that trauma? Yeah. When, wasn't, your, home. wasn't your schoolies yeah. experience interrupted rudely? When I got drafted. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Trust AFL to get in the way of a good time. 12 years. So what, ha- what happened? 12 you, years of your yeah, life. You're and it's just, you were looking forward to this. You were yeah. marking the days off the calendar from since exactly. prep. So I planted in year. I started planting schoolies in about year eight. That's why I finished it. Yeah. So tell us how schoolies was nearly ruined. Well, because I got drafted, and the AFL wanted me to come home. <laughs> What'd you say? Bloody God. Well, I'm here to tell you, if, you know, school is a very, very good time, and once all the girls find out you've been drafted, you go from here to here, <laughs> mate. So I was like... <laughs> and you know what? It takes more effort to spread the word back then, too. So there was no know, Twitter. Exactly. Yeah, no Went out and bought a Collingwood jumper and whacked it on. <laughs> but hard to find up north, too, but I got one. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I told her, mate, I told him. I won't be coming home. So hang on, talk us through because this is, don't ever do it. Make a, sh- a long story short on this podcast. Okay. Who, who rang it? <laughs> yeah, um, man, I can't remember the footy club. It wasn't. Well, it clearly, and you were the goalkeeper. I, I spoke Ed. I spoke to Ed. Well, I, I, I clearly didn't tell him. I told my manager to tell them. <laughs> can't, I'm not that stupid. Who was your yeah. manager back then? The same one I've got. Same one I think I've got now. <laughs> Every week, Pickers gets a slap on this. But you know what? He clearly hasn't listened to this. Yeah, so you no can text. get fucked for that too. For not listening to it. Because surely he would have gone, all right, I, I should probably get in contact with, with yeah. you know, the bloke who's me. been there from the very get-go. Yeah. I didn't sack him like pendles and stuff. No, he didn't no. jump. 
No, I'm a job. There's been a couple others. Yeah. My main guys are the only two that have yeah, you know, hung tight. Exactly. So, yeah. how, how, how did you end up with pickers then, early doors? How many managers spoke well, to you? Well, well, if you find him, we'll get him in your ass. But uh, let's do that. We're going to put out an APB yeah, exactly. for pickers. I tell you, I, I think there's a reason why uh, he's not listening. She's not cutting him here. There's no cut for him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's not getting a sling. Oh, yeah, that's it. Um, Was there parade of managers that you had to speak to? No, mate. I, I didn't speak to anyone. Um, well, he spoke to me before the draft. That was So I had a choice of one. <laughs> So, so he was in front. Was it tough? Yeah, man. Oh, <laughs> Made me old man deliberated for a long time. Maybe we go it alone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, we'll give this bloke a shot. Yeah. So he was the only Collingwood was the only club to speak to me, and Matt Pickers was the only manager to speak to me. So I was well, like, due to the fact we got no one else, Liam. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're our man. You we'd love to. Have, we'd love to have you on board. <laughs> so, so you got you. So you're halfway through schoolies. No, I was there. Uh, Day one, wasn't it? No, day two. So day I got day draft on the. Um, I was got up there on the Saturday. He's meant to be up there for a week. Um, like I said, you know, you have to plan a long way out. So you know, I started planning in about year eight. Year it was right. the only reason why I finished it. You get a book early, don't yeah, you? Yeah, exactly, you know, exactly, right. And then I was up there. And listen, this is the days before um, in- internet. And I certainly wasn't on your phone. Like I'd have not. Year we talking? Two thousand one. I'd have. <laughs> I'd have I had a Nokia 3210, mate. <laughs> Internet had been around a little while. I had it? Okay. Yeah, a little while. Was it on your phone? <laughs> no. It was no. your computer and there was only one thing you, you could, could get off it. Yeah. Porn. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so I had that. Um, and I think I think it might have been on the wireless or something back then. Um, as they as they call it, and then with, no, a, big no. alarm, with a big alarm clock. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> that you've sucked fat with. Exactly right. Um, wakes me up. Wake me up today. One thirty. There you go. Um, so there you go. So I was in there. I was seventeen at the time and managed to sneak myself into a bar. And um, obviously the draft happened, and I wasn't paying attention because listen, we've got this is a very long story, but you can read my book if you want to buy it and read all about it. But I um, so I never thought I'd play. I never, I'll flick you a copy, Ralph. Mm, I've got it uh, at home. I never wanted to play AFL. I just fell into it. I played three good games in my junior career, and that was. The three finals on the TAC Cup, which we won. Um, we won the flag in the TAC Cup in You had a good grand final, didn't you? You had a fair final series. Yeah. 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 Went from averaging like 12, 13 touches a game in the regular season to um, the three finals averaged over 30 and kicked <laughs> 10 goals in the three finals. <laughs> uh, fuck knows how I did well, that. that did and... That stuffed up your plans. No, no, it didn't. It ruined it. <laughs> um, as soon as I got to the MCG, just couldn't stop getting it. <laughs> it was tough, it? Just followed me. Oh please! Right. Uh, I'm down just, down. I was just waiting for the bright. I was waiting for the bright lights. As soon as I got to the MCG, I couldn't stop getting it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. Um, wow. So, so back to being interrupted. Yeah. So the draft was on. Yeah. yeah. So I'm a little bit dehydrated. So. <laughs> It's been a big week. He started on right. Wednesday. Mate, you want, I've actually got the tightest calves. I've got no idea where from. Well, my calves are really sore. I'm done fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Did why you this... take the stairs here? Oh, no, I'm a kidding, are you? Fun. I don't even take the stairs at home. <laughs> Jumped on Barney's back. Calves. I do. Both of them are really you know tight. What, mate, you know what, mate? You've been away for a while. I've no doubt we'll see it on a video somewhere that pops up. <laughs> <laughs> you all know what you did. Oh, well, yeah. I've got no idea. Someone. But, um, yeah, this, this we're going round about to get finished this story, aren't we? Yeah, whatever. Um, so the draft obviously happens, and I wasn't paying attention to it because I never thought I'd be drafted, nor did I really want to be. <laughs> um, so the draft happened, and, and Cade texted me, my best mates, and um, said, congrats, you've been drafted to the Pies. And I thought he was 
taking a piss, having a lender mix. I was up on schoolies and he's a pies. Is he a pies man? Okay, no, no, no. He's I think he works for North because his uncle, yeah. Yep, um, and then yeah, I I brushed it and then clearly. The phone started going. I said, fuck, I don't remember. I've been drafted to Collingwood here. <laughs> 32 tens <laughs> going berserk. Yes. <laughs> the battery, I make a lot bigger battery on these, but it evaporated pretty quick yeah. spun. Um, yeah, and no, then I couldn't charge it again, and I needed some numbers in that phone. Um, <laughs> it's previously acquired <laughs> yeah, numbers. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, so the footy club finally got hold of me, and I said, mate, congrats on being drafted, mate. Um, you know, we know up on the Gold Coast, but... Um, we booked your flight home tomorrow morning, which would be the Monday. Your presumptuous, yeah, doctor. exactly. So enjoy, like, enjoy yourself. Um, you know, celebrate, celebrate the boys, and then you know, get home tomorrow. Come in the footy club, grab all your shit, and just meet all the boys. And you know, you don't have to train. And this is after a four-year plan. Yeah, I know. I, know. I was, just, I was ordering. So then, um, how'd you take that? I mean, how do you reckon I took it? <laughs> so. I just I just said to him. Well, I didn't tell them. I said, "Yeah, um, I won't be happening." Like I said, mate, schoolies is a very very good time. And once all girls found out being drafted, you go from fucking down here to up here. So I was like, "Fuck that! I'm not coming home." <laughs> so I told my manager to tell him. But um, listen, I, I did. You know, is think- that where it started going downhill for Pickers and Ed? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the relationship started straining. Absolutely. Dave won a draft. Didn't get any better. <laughs> no, it hasn't. It hasn't. That's all right. You have robust discussions yeah, over exactly. the contract table. Yeah, exactly. So, um, But in the end, being the selfless team player kind of guy that I am, I, yeah. we decided yeah. to come to a compromise. They wanted me home the, um, the, the, the Monday, I was meant to come home the Saturday. I decided to come home the Friday night. Oh, well, that's oh. fair. I mean, that's a well, compromise. I don't, I don't know how. I don't was know it how, worth it? Mate, well, no, it wasn't. <laughs> you know, no, not. Hot, was it, was coming it home worth, early. No, no, was it worth coming home? So they wanted you home on Saturday? No, I'm, they wanted me home on the Monday. Oh, sorry. And I was meant to be up there till the Saturday. I decided oh, to do the right Friday. thing and come home Friday night. Which, you know, in hindsight, you know, looking back, I probably did the wrong thing. You know, I. I probably should have stayed till the Saturday. Yeah, I yeah, agree. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. 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 Because for me... Is that one you'll never get back then? Oh, day? exactly. And for me, like, I don't know how yeah. contracts work these days, but you were guaranteed two years back then. Yes. So for three... Or what, they had me for, like, 720-odd days. What was five days, matter? That's a very, very small percentage of, of days missing in my two-year career. That's a good point. Were, were you that yeah. sort of forward planning at that stage yeah. of your life? Or just now? The only You've thing, always been like that. Oh, the only thing I forward planned was schoolies. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. But but coming back to the cab, mate, that was, mate, it was, the, worst day, it was the worst thing in my life. <laughs> that's what we were talking about. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's what we were talking about. Mate, because oh, like, yeah. I was obviously... You know, wasn't my sprightliest. No, no, get yeah, home. Yeah, battling. Like, oh, fuck, all I want to do is get home, sit on the couch, and just recharge. Front seat or back seat? No, I'm, a, I'm back seat. No, I'm a front yeah. seat. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah, go in the front. What about an Uber? I, get, I don't get Uber, mate. <laughs> if I get Uber, I'm with my family, so front seat. Yeah, geez, that's yeah. absurd. Um, you got to be a dead set psychopath to sit in a front seat, yeah, with I, no, don't you? I get car sick. Must to get out a window like a dog and just lick the air. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it, uh, it sucked. Man, I was hungover. And I was like, "We're making good, you know, making good time." And all of a sudden, heard like, I was oh, like, oh, "What's feeling. happened here?" And you, you see him sort of looking back, and I was like, "Fuck, what's happened here?" I said, "Put my headphones, took my headphone out, 
I was like, mate, what's going on? He goes, I think I got a flat tire. <laughs> Why you wouldn't want to have? <laughs> Let me tell you. Oh shit, you do. Yeah, keep going. I'm willing to risk it all over the bolty. Don't worry about that. I see sparks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not got a flat yeah. tire. Mate, we got right. out. He goes, you got a flat tire. I said, well, you know how to fix one? He'll give it a go. I said, well, good on you. Get out there, mate. I'll give it a go. He fixed it to his mate, and I was dying of dehydration, mate. I reckon I had 15 minutes left in me. <laughs> Mate, I was hanging on for dear life. Didn't leave the aircon running oh, before you No. Mate, you, put, you know what he left running? The meter. <laughs> the scoundrel. Did you yeah. stop him from doing that? Oh, mate, I leaned over and paused and he came and goes, what are you doing? I said, mate. <laughs> you should cancel it altogether yeah. and get me another taxi. Oh, mate, you'll be taking 40 cents off that too. Absolutely. <laughs> but aren't they supposed to call you another cab? Well, mate, it was in the middle. That's the thing. If it was in a street, I would have jumped out and got an Uber. Yeah. Or, yeah, I'll no. show you. Exactly. But I was like smack bang in the middle of the freeway. There was Where nothing I could do. stick sort of. Where the just before it. Yeah. yeah. Well, smack bang. Just. Oh, mate, you should have rung me. I'm just around the corner. I would have <laughs> yeah. come and got you. Nothing yeah. I could do, mate. Nothing. I, I couldn't even get out. Because yeah, <laughs> get, get smashed by a car. <laughs> mate, you had to, to jump over like, the passenger side to get out. Oh. Mate, it was a... Mate, it was a nightmare. We asked the people. Glen O'Day said Worst if they break down a ride, ever. it's supposed there to be free. There he is. Oh, my God. Oh, my <laughs> you goodness. Us. We've just been begging you. Come over, please, pick us. <laughs> on cue. This is Liam Pickering. <laughs> on cue. Hang on. I've got a question for you. Yeah, what's the question, do, Scotty? G'day, mate, first of all. Hello. Hello, Dane. Hey, do you, hey, how are you going, Liam? Great to see you. Do you represent this person? Yes, I do. Am, yeah. I, am, I, am, I, am I missing something here? What, what have you said today that, you, that I needed to be now involved in? He just thinks that um, yeah, there hasn't been a lot of love. Oh, there hasn't been a lot of love. He doesn't nah. answer his phone. <laughs> he's got 400 phone messages from me and he's got emails that he hasn't oh, responded to. Hey, two sides to every story, Dane. Mondays aren't great for me. Look. Yeah, you're stopping on a Monday. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. not doing him on a Monday. Well, I've been dealing with him for the best part of 15 years, so no more than that probably. Actually, and, 18 uh, years. Yeah. And because, um, I'm not sure if you're aware, but it was an exhaustive search for Swanee and uh, his old man Bill to make sure that they chose the right manager. <laughs> Only one that spoke to him. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I spotted him, picked him out a long, long time ago. It's a kid waddling around. It's got corner cannons. <laughs> So you probably are the only person that said I knew you'd make it when he was in the Willie Reserves Reserves. Well, she did think he was going to make it, yes. Yeah. Uh, I had to try and just pull him up a little bit off field. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't yeah, think it, was it was hard. We went through a couple of sackings with him. Yeah, you know, it was fun. <laughs> thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, Mick came to the rescue and we kept him at the club. It was um, a question I just maybe posed just before. When you had to ring the club and say, look, he's – He's uncontactable up at school, and I just can't get him back just yet. Was that where the relationship with Ed just started to wane from there? Yeah, well, I did warn In fairness, I did warn him. I said, you don't go to school, Ed, because it's either Eston or Collingwood. Someone's going to take you. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I rang his old man on the day and said, oh, I put Dane on, mate. I can't get on to him. He goes, he's in Queensland. <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> what did I say to him yesterday? He said, no, he took off last night. <laughs> Even then, he wasn't listening to me. Mate, I've lo- I love schoolies that much. I go back every year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You become a toolie. Yeah, right? absolutely. It's fantastic. We meaning to talk to you about that. That's got to stop. So stop. what are you talking about today, you blokes? My ears were burning. No, we... The, the um the hardest we've just discovered the hardest thing to ever happen to Dane in his life. The worst thing. Worst. worst thing to ever happen in his life. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Mate, I was I was leaving the airport coming back from Adelaide on Saturday and 
the cab got a flat tire and we had to pull over on the freeway. Oh, I read it online. Yeah. Uh, I read you, I read your tweet. Yeah, so I did enjoy that. But <laughs> you enjoyed it. Yeah. I fucking did it. I thought it was I thought it was very, very funny. The worst thing that's happened to him Mate. in his life. He's like, you had a pretty good run up at uh, I was running, I was just reading Hell. an excerpt from his, from a book, uh, the first chapter of my gap year. I just oh, yeah. re looked at it a couple of hours ago, actually, oh, and um, it hasn't gone to print. I don't think it will, actually, now I reread it. <laughs> <laughs> and I reckon that's the least of your problems, that flat tire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh, there's stop. another one coming. I'm just going to listen to There's Leon Pickering oh. having a listen to us there. Leon. So <laughs> we were at <laughs> you not picking up Dane, selfishly, <clears> but then Eminem talk us through Sunday night because you said, what was the quote? You, you felt like you were 18 again? No, yeah, well, I don't really listen to much Eminem these days, but um, – Tazo got us a ticket, so we just went along, and um, BK was meant to go, but he got crook. Um, oh, he so, didn't get there? No, no, he had a migraine or something. Did Benny Kinnear, of a yeah. seven-year player at the, the Pison. Is he in your club? Is he in your, your, he's your in the players? Good Blokes Pass Players yeah. Lunch Series, of course. It fits in there nicely, and uh, and uh, if it is, he is listening uh, on hump day, happy 40th birthday to mm, BK. He's, I don't think he's taking it well. Uh-huh. Getting 40? I'm not sure he's saying He's refused to have any sort of get-together yeah. party. Or he's brushed anything. us anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, just a family one. Keep yeah, going. but I did it. Everyone was good, mate. Um, you put out on... 80,000 people there. Huge. Biggest record ever Is of it? all time. Uh, remarkable. Yeah. And you put out on Instagram. It. I thought, poor Swanee, he's got a bad seat. You know, you yeah, think you're miles away. And then he just pulls back and you could just see the edges of the super box. That's the corporate box. Tazza and well, Andy Dimmer was in there. You could. Don't do well with crowds, mate. <laughs> Fair enough. Was you it a catered box? No, it wasn't. Oh. What? <laughs> it's not my fault. Blame Chris Tarrant. He didn't sort it out. That's disgraceful. Right. Well, there's no point going to a corporate box unless it's catered. There's fridges full. Well, hey, hey, you're not wrong. That's a disgrace. Anyway. So what'd you give it? Out of what? Ten. Let's go. Um, uh, well, we could have been at it. One would give it out of seven or out of thirteen. Or something, <laughs> well, right? No, it's, it's always out of ten, mate. Why? Everything is out of ten. Why is it? Sometimes it's five. But who, but who decided that it has that it has to be out of ten? Let's give it a score out of thirteen and a half. All right, I'm going to give it ten point seven <laughs> out of thirteen go. and a half. That's yeah, not bad. What could have you done better? <sighs> um. Played a lot more of his old stuff, maybe. Oh, Ralphie, Ralphie. No, this is one, this is one of the great comments of all time. Nothing clears a stadium quicker than the comment from the band going, here's one from the new album. I'll go get a drink, boys. Absolutely. Oh, here's one from the new album. We don't no! want the new album. Ever. <laughs> no one bought it. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. we got some serious stuff to talk about. We need to talk about it. AFLX, before we get to that stuff. I just want to know oh, AFLX. that's the serious stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was serious. Yeah. So would you have played AFLX? Um, <coughs> would they have paid me pickers? <laughs> Five grand. Five yeah. grand? No. No. Yeah, all right, because this is what I want to try. Hmm. Time machine stuff, right? You all right? 1999 to yeah. 2019, they're bringing in AFLX. I just want to go back, yep. back to 1999. Yep. You're the staff for the West Coast Eagles. And so far, this is not a hot. I was going to say, so this is a yeah. make believe. This is so, so far, this is a pretty accurate story. <laughs> Shut up, keep going, Ralph. It's a good story. And, and the AFL yep. suggest <clears throat> Scott Cummings would be instead of like Nat, Nat Fife now. It's pretty it'd be Scott, Cumming, Scott Cummings would be the WA mm. franchise sort of guy. And and you know what? And, and listeners, no need for people to suggest names for my team. All right, just don't. <laughs> There's no need for it. Um, I would say, when is it played? February. Yeah, the last week of February. Won't be ready. 
<laughs> won't be ready. <laughs> no, I need a bit more time coming back from Christmas break to be ready. <laughs> February was not my strength. What did you think of all those guys running around looking like they're in good nick? Oh, flogs. Fair dinkum. None of them does. None, this is why they're going to break down. Yeah. They don't know how to holiday properly. Mate. You need to have a mental and physical break after the season. These blokes go take their programs and off they go yeah, and do running. <coughs> it's ridiculous. It's what? It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> what is that? He's got a dog in here. Um, so then yeah, so no, not for me. No, no. Sorry, I'm unavailable. Yeah. So. Someone books a bit of time. Body's not right. Bit, no, it says, look, Scotty is very good in the body's media. Body's not right. Very good promoting the game. Can't help your body's we, not ready to play in the football. Media. We've got a small stipend for him uh, with extra in it for being the captain. Well, well that's not... always a price. Hey, like, captain. You know. right, how much? It's an extra 20 in it for you to be captain. Body's almost ready. Yeah. <laughs> 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 25? Body's pretty good. 30. Best Nick I've been in all my life. <laughs> Running PBs. Best condition I've ever come back in. Happy days, AFLX. I actually liked it. I actually liked AFLX. I didn't mind it. Like the game itself is just, you know, it's tippity run. It's yeah. hit and giggle. Uh, but I, lo- I loved the paper, scissors, rock. People were poo pooing that. Well, people poo poo everything these days, don't they? Really miserable people. Oh. The boys coming together, and as a whole team, and the blokes out there doing paper, scissors, rock, and they roar when they win it. Then I loved it. They should have just played paper, scissors, rock all night then. <laughs> for shooters, <laughs> exactly. great drinking game. Bit of Connect Four, or you know, all kinds of random stuff. <laughs> Connect That's Four, Connect Four, whatever it is. I'm sure, that four in a row. But I love the kids out in the oval. And yeah, uh, that was all good, and the, the boys turning up in whatever they wanted to wear, and that was. And didn't I be like that? Well, I, absolutely. I, I think people should wear casual to the game all the time, but you know, got to get sponsors out there. Mm, absolutely, because yeah. no one would know who you were sponsored by unless you were wearing their polo shirt on the way mm, to the game. Mm. Those hundred signs around the oval that flash at you for three hours, that, they're not enough. No, not enough. You need the logo on your shirt. <laughs> Absolutely. For, to see it. Um, did, yeah. it go, did it go down well? Was it, was it much? Well, it was fantastic Good ratings. Numbers. Yeah, great. Ratings. Great ratings. Uh, TV ratings. Yeah. Is, that, is that a lot? That's a, that's a lot. How many did Merit at first sight get? Don't. 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 <laughs> Look at Vickering. He's got his head up. 1.7 million. Oh. Oh, they get 1.7 million, so... That is that'd have to be, is that a high rate? That'd be is that a, the highest? That's oh, absolutely. Yeah. Do, do you just, watch Married Just Night? pipped. Just, do I watch Married Chris at First? And, Chris and Julie's Sunday Night Takeaway <laughs> just beat them by about one point four five million. <laughs> do, do you watch Married at First Sight? Please don't. Um, don't. Don't you say yes. What? Listen, this is the breakdown of society right there in front of us. You know. You know what. This is the biggest problem in the world. I don't. Bl- I can't look at pickers. I know he's all over it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame. The the people on it. Why not? I blame the relationship experts. They can't possibly have a job in real life. Well, they can't possibly. Neither can the contestants. Yeah, well, they're all prob- fucking losers. Probably <laughs> yeah, not. But like, how how can these relationship experts go to work the next day and they've, they've nailed they've, it? They've, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jeez, they're a great couple together. Yeah. They're fucking stupid. Mm. Like yeah. they they can't be well. Mm. So I, I blame them. The the people. Either, you know, maybe 5% of them want to find love. The rest of them just want to be famous, which is fine. Everyone gets their 15. But I have a real issue with the relationship experts. They are not experts of anything. It's, there's three articles in Confidential today about uh, about maths. And this is the one that I have the this, – this is what I have a problem with. Basically, not just maths, but everything. Math. Re- I maths. hated math at school maths. too. Maths, mate. Oh, you don't I'll watch it. Bullshit. But he knew, you know, knows what it's right? called. Uh, one thing I have a problem with is TV reality star or reality TV star. 
No such thing. Who is it? Anyone that's oh. been on reality TV, how can they be? They're not a star. You got to fucking do something to be a star, not just a flog. Um, I'm boycotting. Were we talking about Fitzy before? Didn't Fitzy make make it via reality TV? Apart from playing a few games of footy. Yeah. No, forget that. I'm not going to Sonia and Bronya Benigella's tape art exhibition either anymore. I was going to go yeah. to that, the tape art exhibition at Mur Mur Gallery in Perant. Not going now. You know why? Because they're celebrities for the night with married at first sight contestants. Some people's names I don't want to read out. Another one <laughs> there. tape art a thing. Uh, and now there's mass intruders. How can they intrude? There's two people. They get married. They don't get married. They stand there and pretend to get married. Everyone goes, oh, it's so beautiful. They get, no, they don't get fucking married. It's not real. <laughs> it's as like, unreal as wrestling. It is bullshit. Hey, oh, hey, hey, you know? hey, hey. Don't tell me wrestling. <laughs> hey, hey. Huh? Don't you dare. Hey. You know what? Easter Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I know you're joking. Yeah, I know. I'm fucking around there. But, but then there's in, intruders. Right, so the intruders are coming in. I oh, know what are they intruding on? Is that so? Does, does anyone disagree? Forever hold your peace. Oh, I disagree. Oh, we better matched. <laughs> and now there's an affair. What a what a surprise! <laughs> Two people who aren't actually married don't like the people that they were teamed up with have gone off to try and root each other. It's just it's just garbage. So I asked Dane if he watched it, and you've spent ten minutes. I can't believe. Did it. your missus watch it? No, I don't think so. She's too smart for that. She makes very good choices all through her life. All right, all right. Hey, we're here thanks to Sheen Panel Service. One three hundred repair. Scotty, how long have they been going? Fifty years in November. And you don't last fifty years if you're no good, Ralph. They Simple. Twenty six panel shops around Victoria. Over five hundred accident replacement vehicles. Be nothing worse. Be nothing uh, worse. How many cars? How many cars have you got? If, if I get in a smash right now and I need to replace the Santa Fe. <laughs> the, 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 that is the wife's car. Uh, what, what, how many, have they, how many, they, well, they'd say, Scotty, would you like a ute, a van, an SUV, a sedan, or a hatch? And it's 24 hours, 24 7. So I'd look good in anytime a hatch. you want. I'd look hatch. good in a hatch. <laughs> you would look, look like a hatch. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, sensation. Family owned and operated, offer and lifetime guarantee on all works. For blokes like us, simple. simple. 1 300 repair. Uh, bang, smash. One three hundred repair, and it's sorted for you. Done. See you later. Here's the keys. I'll uh, take my replacement vehicle and call me when it's done. Right, easy as. And if you'd like to show your love for the Scotty and Swanee Hump Day with Scotty and Swanee podcast, yeah. go to Facebook and follow Sheen Panel Service. Go to Instagram oh. and follow Sheen Panel Service, and that's your way of showing some love yeah, for our people who love us. And you know what? And then they're there, ready to go. When if unfortunately. Yeah, an accident. Like I saw the two people this morning on uh, the oh. corner of Victoria and Hoddle Street at 5.40 in the morning. I was going for a ride, Liam, in my local, <laughs> and uh, bang, a van went straight up the back of a ute. Boom. Is there anything more, uh, more annoying than getting stuck behind, a traffic, behind an accident in traffic? Yeah, it's 5.40 oh. in the morning. Not a lot of traffic. You okay? No, no, I'm not. Um... No, no. I'm hydrating. I'm hydrating. Went down. You know when they say went down the wrong hole? Does, is yeah, that, is that, a, is that a, a weird one. Is it real or weird how many one. holes do you have in your throat? Uh, I thought it one for breathing and one for liquids. I, I don't know. I don't know. I was thinking it all goes down. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Let's spell that. Let's not get there. Yeah, look, look, you know what? For people who are wondering, we know the answer, but we want you to figure it out for yourself. Mm. So go and do some homework. Bit, speaking of homework, bit of homework from last week. Teachers' pets last week we spoke oh, about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you said a couple of – I know. That, that, there was a bit of a common theme here because the teachers' pets that you played with, you yep. said 
Kevin Sheedy's was James Hurd. Yeah, Wally. Love Wally, too. Yeah. Hurdy, yeah. Hurdy. Uh, John Cale was Gavin Wanganeen. Yeah. Mick Mordhouse at West Coast was Glenn Jakovic. Yep. Are we getting a theme so far? <laughs> They're Boring pretty ones. good players. Boring ones. <laughs> Boring. Okay, professional ones sure. that are really good players. Okay. Mick Mordhouse at Collingwood, you said Paul LeCuria. Yeah, Dane Saint, Saint said Paul St. Paul Cleary, uh, Daisy Thomas, and uh, Nathan Buckley, <coughs> Pendlebury. Yep. So we asked any others you wanted some ratings for. Uh, someone wanted to know Brendan Bootsma. What was uh, his a teacher's pet rating there? At <laughs> <a> <laughs> <end? Calm laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not sure his coach's rating would be good. Yep. Uh, who's Brendan Bootsma? He might have sent him. Look, look. You don't want to. You don't want to scratch at that one, uh, Swanny. He may have sent a photo of himself to someone. Uh, Kevin Sheedy. Uh, what was his teacher's pet rating for Dean Wallace? Yeah, no, it was high. Love Wally. Yep. Love Wally. Similar sort of, I think, plants. You know, the hard backman type. No frills, get it done sort of stuff. For Tim Watson? Well, I only had a year with Tim, but I'm imagining it'd be pretty bloody high. To both of you, what was the uh, teacher's pet rating for Alan Didak from Mick Moldhouse? Um, very high with Mick, not so high with Nathan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> strong with Mick. Really strong with Mick. Yeah, that was when, that, no, no, I'm not suspending players because it punishes the team yeah. <laughs> and the supporters. And Bucks. <laughs> Uh, how about we just sack him? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, not so strong. So that was from Buckwild32 and from uh, Jay Keyes. Uh, out of 10 rating for Mick Moldhouse with Heath Shaw. Yeah, good. Yeah, Mick, Mick, seemed, Mick seemed to love all his plays, yeah. Yeah, good understanding. Um, I remember Shorey one day was, uh, was and I was just uh, working, and uh, Shorey had, was holding court in the players' lounge. And, you know, he had his ADHD and he needed medication, but it was banned. And he wasn't able to take it. Sometimes he would just go off. So all the boys, he had all the boys' attention, and he's banging on. He's and Mick walks in. Not when the coach walks in. So I don't know what's the coach going to say. Sure, he kept going. Turns around, sees Mick. I'm not ready yet. <laughs> Keeps going. And Mick just shakes his head, laughing. I'm ringing Demetrio. I've got to get this back on. The, I've got to get this drug back on the OK list. And off he off he went. And Mick went back outside and said, "I'll come back in a few minutes." Can, can you explain a bit more about uh, Heath Shaw's ADHD and what he went through, given you spent um, a lot part of your career with him? Um, what he went through? Well, what you guys went through? It wasn't what he went through. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we went through quite a bit. I <laughs> um, oh, mate, he. Heath and Did were probably the funniest combo yeah. you've ever seen in your life, mate. Geez, we had some good times laughing at them. I don't think half time Heath knew what he was talking about. <laughs> you go on some random tangents, but you'd probably ask the GWS boys too now. Like, it's very, very hard to find a, a, a better character than Heath at a footy club. He was um, hilarious. Um, and because he wasn't Made taking his, his meds, they were. I mean, he'd just go completely mad sometimes. It was, it was funny. Blokes are great, aren't they? kind of blokes you, you love at a footy club. Um, you know, obviously a star on the field and, and one of the best off it too. And uh, and as far as when, like, the cameras peel back, like at Brendan Goddard, for instance, and, yep. and you see, you see the, you know, the the, the uh, supporters away from the, the ground, particularly those not barracking for us, and let's say at the time, and seeing the, the, the sprays. Sure. But Heath Shaw was a pioneer in that. It didn't seem to worry you guys. No, absolutely. Well, um, on the field, it, 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 it all just come out. Um, and I think people can mistake, and it's probably the same as Goddard. I, I never played with him, so I don't know. People mistake their anger and uh, abuse for <laughs> and abuse. life. They mistake it just like they're hating on their teammates, but all they're trying to do is make the side better and, and get um, you know get the best out of themselves in the team. So 
Um, him and Maxi would obviously, you could see that. It was well documented. They'd go, you know, if they twisted each other for a couple of minutes. <laughs> it was and fun to watch. While the ball was going back to the centre, then they'd bounce it up and they'd go again. And after the game, you know, they'd, they'd laugh about it. So, uh, but it was just the passion of the game gets mm. to some people. Some people, a lot of that, some people are a bit more relaxed and, and just take it as a challenge. But, but he was certainly one who let his feelings be known out on the ground. No problem. Because we've had, we've had some great messages too from Rob Andrews. You guys have a lot to answer for. Mainly the people around me in traffic to and from work, alone in the car, laughing like, laughing like a maniac. Got some strange looks so far. Keep it up, lads. It's gold. Laugh away, champ. Laugh Absolutely. away. Thank and you. If you do have a, and if you do have a bingle. What do you do? One round of repair. Absolutely. Tell, tell them that we sent you. Yeah. <laughs> no problem at all. Now, you said you haven't done a lot of research for this week's show. Well, Mm. Well, it depends what you classify as a lot. If you mean zero, <laughs> yes, that, that'd be right. Because there's, there's a bit in the paper at the moment that we probably should speak to. Oh, I think there's a fair bit in the paper at the moment and uh, on the airwaves that uh, you have done a whole heap of research for, to be perfectly honest with you. There's a lot of talk about, I'm not sure why, what sets it off, but every year it's February. Yeah, it's just it anything is. can be in the paper in February. Yeah, it's a good point. Sheeds, she, your mate Sheeds, just decided that Hurdy could still coach again. I yep. don't think Hurdy had any say in it, but there was the back page. I, I doubt it. I, there, was no. one, there, was, there was one quote a missing from all the talk about if James Hurd would quote again from anything from Hurdy. I think what instance. you'll find is uh, it had nothing to do with. With James, well, does he want? Does I anyone know if he wants to? Has I, anyone spoken to him? This and is the him? thing. It's not about James. I don't think he, he might not want to coach. He might want to coach. I think this is more about Kevin getting his name in the paper again. <laughs> he just wants to say something that will get his name in the paper. Very, very good at it. Yeah, very, very good at so it. So that's mid February, and then sort of late February. Let, Feb, let's talk about the illicit drugs. Alex is done. Let's talk about uh, drugs in football. It's rife. It's out of control. Now, everyone says this, and it goes back to. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Lewis, who got run out of town, <laughs> didn't he? He was the first one to stick his head up. But people get slaughtered for it. Yes. But my point is, uh, what, what the thing is, though, is that it's always the – and I and I, I think Nick Rewalt's a beauty. I, I've got a lot of time for him. He's a good fella. Um, David Swartz has said something recently as well. Um, but it's always the guys who are pretty much straight down the line. Like, Rui, Rui hasn't put a toe out of line in his life. He, he would have been – Captain of the school, well, sorry Ducks to butt in. College. Sorry to butt in. Would you describe that with David Schwartz? No, no, probably separate. Yeah, probably, <laughs> probably separate there. Yeah, maybe it was a bad example. Yeah. Did they sure. both say the same thing? Sort of. Sort of, yeah. yeah. But it's generally the guys that uh, haven't done anything wrong in their life that are saying how bad it is. And now, I reckon, Swanee, you and I are going to come from, and you know we've had this discussion, um, I come from a, probably a different side of things um, where – 
Um, I haven't done any of that stuff. I have done something, and I have, I've had a smoke before in my life, right? And um, did you inhale? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> and held it for about ten seconds, Ralph, and giggled for fourteen hours straight. <laughs> ate sixteen packets of Tim Tams. Um, Most nights, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might explain a couple of things, but um, so, I, but I've never done anything else other than that, right? And I don't get it, and I don't. I've always been in the opinion I don't understand why these boys would risk an average wage of three hundred eighty grand a year to do that sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, no one's getting caught. Or they're getting caught and nothing happens. Well, we want your take on the whole drugs in footy, Swanee, and your side of things. Because, well, what, do you, what do you want to know? Well, The AFL drug policy is with illicit, illicit drugs is notionally two strikes and four. Was three, shock. Was three. Now two. Four weeks and you're named. But first time you're not. Do you think that uh, resonates with players? I'll do that as a study. Do you think it, what do you mean? As in the, Are the players scared of that drug policy? What he said. Oh, I don't know if they're, I don't, I, you'd have to ask them. Um, Were you do, scared do of that it, drug policy? Do, do I think it works? Well, you'd have, no one actually knows. I don't, how do you know? Well, did you have the stats on it? Like is, they don't is, release it, them now. So then how does everyone know it's rife? It's just, is that on just on hearsay or just because you see well, the Nick boys Rewald, out in a nightclub? Oh, Nick Rewald comes out and know. says it's a free-for-all. And players are laughing know? at the policy. But how does he know? No, but the, the headlines then become Nick Rewald says this because at least he's a recently retired ex-player champion, as you are. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, well, I would say that I would I would be shocked if it wasn't way less than what it was when I was playing. I think with all the um, research and all the, the media about it and, you know, what happened with the two Pies boys, um, mm-hmm. you know, three, whenever it was, three or four years ago, um, and, and no, I'm not I'm not backing the truck over them specifically, but no, no, as no. far as if people are hearing this and they want to know exactly what happened, am I right in saying that they both thought they were taking a party drug and it was inadvertently performance oh, enhancing? Well, uh, as I think so, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's the belief. That's yeah. the belief, yeah. 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 yeah, so then they cop their, their two years. So, and listen, Sam Murray sitting in that situation right now? Yeah, exactly. So Still waiting um, for a B sample, I believe. That's I some know. time. How long it takes, but... Um, yeah, mate, I would... Should be clear by now. Yeah, clearly, clearly it, it happens and it happens in all facets of life. But say, if, I don't know, what's the, what's the percentage of, do you, what's the percentage of men age 18 to 35 that do drugs? I've got no idea if it's, what, what would it be, I guess, 30, 20, 30%? I've got no idea. 40%. If it's, say if it's 50%, it'd be way less than the average for, um, you know, for the, for the normal... Society. Yeah, for society. The, yeah. Uh, yeah, it'd be less. Absolutely. There's no doubt. Because you're looking after your body trying to because your body's yeah. what's paying your wages. Yeah, and, and, and no matter what no matter what they do with the drug testing, there's always gonna be people to take it. No matter no matter what they do, just because Why? Well Why would you take it? Why would you take it if you if it could actually cost you your career? The, the worst drug's alcohol. Well, that's the biggest one because that's that's the gateway. That's no, where it all happens. That's no, legal. Yeah, but that's where it happens. What do you mean? Like, so you get pissed and then you'll go and do yeah. some lines or take a pill or something. Yeah. No one's I'll I would find it very hard to believe if people are going out and not like doing it when they aren't drunk. So, so, so alcohol, is the, alcohol is the gateway to it all. It's absolutely. So, don't and, and, and that's an, absolutely. I, I think that's a. Um, but then again, I, I, I don't think know. That's an easy cop out because oh, I, I, I think you're aware. I don't mind a sip. Yeah. I don't mind a cold beer on a I'm hot day. Ev- I'm not saying everyone I've who never, drinks ever wanted to do it. I'm not saying everyone who drinks goes and does it. I'm yeah. saying. Ninety percent of people who, people do who drink, did it uh, who leads, do drugs have had a drink. 
yeah, yeah oh, we'll, we'll, we'll drink so. first and then we'll go to that. Okay. Like, no, no one's going down the pub the, on Tuesday and having, on a Saturday other having a bet. Yeah, when the guard's down a bit, the inhibitions just, are gone. And not having a pot and just going to right. you know, do a line of coke. Do you think, right, that this – I don't think this policy works at all. Like the, the whole um, anonymity from your, from your football club is but, the thing, right? So, But you're fucked then. If, you, if someone actually has a, a problem and say I've actually seen that like people are abusing the system with the mental health. Yeah. Say right. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know the stats. Say if you know, 20 people, for instance, are, are using that excuse and 15 people have – actual mental health, isn't it better to help those 15 and the other five are getting away with it? Well, you know, there's always going to be people who are going to try to rule the system no matter what you've got in place. So mm. isn't it better to help? You can't the, take the, away the, the help for mental people. health. Yeah, you, you can't, can't take that away. Understand. Sorry, I've got to put the reverse gear on that. And I'm not wanting names because we want to know the information. You just said you've seen people rot the system as far as the I mental health. I don't say health. I've seen it. I've said if people... Well, oh, just, you haven't... You don't. Sorry, I thought that's what no, I'm no. Saying. Well, yeah. that's not what's been reported. The people are cheating the system by saying they've got mental health to get out of having right. a strike or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah that is so that's what you said. Yeah. You so, so, my, so my, alleged. yeah. Yes. So yeah. the point is, if ten percent, five, ten percent, or whatever it is, are, are cheating the system, well, isn't it better? Isn't it helping the ninety percent that actually do have the issue? And if and, it is ninety percent, yeah. What? Well, yeah. What could be? Because, okay. Well, I, I just I see that 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 could possibly be. Uh, and I and I'm far removed from you know, current players now, but if, if I see that as the opportunity to get out of it, like a few years ago, self-reporting was the way yeah. to get out of it. Yeah. People could ring up and say, "I've had a bad day, I've had a bad day, um, I had a, a weak moment, and I did this." And I go, "Okay, if you test positive, I won't go down." Well, I'm not denying that, that there's a way to get out of it, but what about the guys that actually do have an issue? <laughs> shouldn't, yeah. shouldn't we be like helping them first? Absolutely. You, if you've got the four or five or one yeah. percent or eighty percent that are actually Doing that well, you know, that's if they get caught, well, then they'll obviously be punished. No but. drama. So if you've got a drug issue, though, right, if you've got a drug issue and your club knows about it, right, even one strike that your president, your CEO, and your coach knows about it, they would yeah, be the three people that I'd be shit scared exactly. of most. Yeah, of course. But they don't get to find out. Yeah, but then if they do, you're not getting a contract. If you're a but if you've got an issue, then they, maybe they can get you. Then it, no one's going to get sacked now for saying I've, I've got an issue. I've gone down this path. They'll they'll look after you. <clears throat> Are you sure about that? You reckon? I reckon I will. Yeah, if you're a star. So, yeah. yeah. If you're a fringe player, you get in the ass. So, or you go back to and, the Carlton boys. Who was an Angwin who got the flick, and Norman got a week suspension. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they turned up to training on on ecstasy. And the other thing is, don't forget the AFL have the strictest drug testing policy in the world. They've, the AFL players, the AFL players, can just go piss off. We don't want it. Then, oh, no, all, then all this that. goes. So I don't think it's the strictest is, though. I think they have. Volunt- the, uh, isn't it voluntary? Yeah, they've yeah, actually. Yeah, they've signed on to that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Oh, 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 no drama. You can sign on to anything you like, but if you know there's twelve loopholes that you can use to get out of any dra- any dramas, or get rid of it, and that stops it all. Get rid of testing. What? Get rid of testing. Yeah, for them. They can't, and they lose three million or three billion dollars from federal money for not no, signing don't. up to Asada. Nope. No, no, Asada's fine. No. Asada's for performance enhancing. Yeah. So they can do that. That's I'll get rid of the the illicit. social yeah. illicit illicit Wines. drugs. So uh, let me ask you this, both of you separately: Should AFL players even be tested? Full stop. Why does it matter? Just because you're kicking a footy, why should you be held to standards that lawyers and accountants and stockbrokers aren't? Yeah, well, and reporters and, and journalists. Absolutely. And... I think everyone. I think everyone in the AFL should be drug tested. And if not the players, all the admin, all the all the people at AFL HQ. Just see what happens. But what there. would that achieve? Well, just 
what won't achieve anything less, yeah. will it? So just to be a good indication of actually everyone that's actually doing it. And good we'll, for the goose. If we'll, the AFL are the, uh, the uh, moral arbitrators on all of this, and again, and now I feel sorry for the AFL in a lot of ways because they get championed with every cause there is. Right? They're the ones that have to lead every cause they possibly can. But you know what's good for the goose is good for the game. Oh. Clean up your own, uh, clean up your own home. Let's throw all the journos in there who comment about it all the yeah. time. Let's get all them. Oh. Yep. A lot of the ex-players who comment on it. Let's get all. Let's let's, put, it, every let's journo, put everyone in the same basket and just see what happens. If the let's AFL is serious, let's do that. This is going to upset some people. I bet you they don't report this, but the AFL should. Um, Every, with every media accreditation that's handed out, Absolutely. should have to go through a drug test maybe uh, three times a year. Absolutely, no doubt. Hair testing as well. Then we'll be back to two hundred journos again instead of fourteen hundred. <laughs> Absolutely, um, everyone wins except yeah. The... So um, it's a it's a tricky one. But then again, we actually don't know the stats. Like there could be, like Dale Lewis, it could be seventy five percent. It could be four percent because unless. Does anyone know the stats, or am I? No, nah, you, you, no, nah, you're guessing because the AFL and what they are very good at is brand protection, so they they don't release them anymore. Exactly, they and did release them should they? a while ago when they were just testing for marijuana. I believe that was just a survey that they were doing. Yeah. They they got I think five players the first time they did it. And do you know any of the five? Uh, yeah, I do. And um, and uh, and one of the one of the boys, I'm just a friend of mine, got this letter that said that you've tested positive for marijuana, but um, uh, no club will get your – the club won't know your name and they won't be identified as purely for research purposes and it's a, a survey of how many people do marijuana. Um, about four days after the player got that letter, he got called in by his club because the CEO of the AFL at the time decided to tell the president and the CEO that their player tested positive marijuana. And when the player questioned the club and said, um, it's supposed to be anonymous, and they said, well, what are you going to do? Mm. Are you going to – Make a scene. So if I go back so, to yeah. I, I, does that mean you're contradicting yourself, Scott? Because Probably. from my media background, <laughs> you just said the, the, the CEO should know, the president should know, and the coach should know. Yeah. If I was taking a trifecta of three people who would be very good at leaking to the media, I would say the president, the CEO, and the coach. You reckon? Well, from my experience, I don't reckon, they, I don't reckon they're, they're not going to leak a story about their own players, though. That's not a positive story. As soon as one person knows, everyone knows. It's just... No one keeps a secret these days. How how how, how confident are you that are, the doctors keep things within house? Well, it's have they, they haven't got a Hippocratic oath or something. Is that is that, is that right? Doris, <laughs> make that up, or is it? <laughs> Don't let that stop you. Um, hypocritical oath is that what it's called? Oh, yeah, no, it's hypocritical. Um, well, the oath. Well, yeah. they have some. They, yeah, they, they have an oath rules of some and sort. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah, I'll be pretty safe as a doctor. <laughs> Um, that could be on off the bench on Saturday. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> no, but, so we're talking generally. Generally, do you think players would be very happy in the current system of being able to open up their their heart and soul to doctors and say, "This is my situation." Do- doctors, yes, and and psychs and stuff like that. Coaches, what about my observation abs- about others in the club not absolutely. knowing? Yeah, that's, nor should they. If that's the policy, so nor should they. And yeah, listen. Um, clearly, I would say drug use would go up in the off season. Not like definitely, hmm. um, just because. They they you know they can go away and they have their you know three two three months release where they can just be on the be you know on their own with their own mates and do their own thing which is you know why I think why why does it matter what they do in their in their off season and um, when they're in a regular season yeah absolutely um, you know test them and do their thing but in the off season well they do what they want for three unfortunately months. for players they are off season yeah and mate you talking to me I did enjoy myself in the off season 
Um, but at all times, you're representing your football club. doesn't matter if you're on holidays. Oh, I, know that, you're representing your club, I know that more than you're most. Representing the <laughs> AFL, you're representing the AFL as well. Um, but there's also what's – would would you agree that drugs aren't good for you? Of course. Okay. So is there anything wrong with your employer and your greater employer trying to make sure that uh, that is not a path that uh, their employees go down? Because, Ralphie, this is a comment that you once said, right? Yes. And I've but, used it a hundred times. But I do accountants get drug tested? Uh, like, so, Well, maybe that's up to their, their employer, though. I've never I've never said it should be public, but, Scotty, what's... I don't, think, I, I, I don't yeah. think it should be public at all. Yeah. No, no. I, no, I think... But drugs people, in general. But, but the point about drugs, and we're asking whether they're good for you or not, never ever in your life, and you know what I'm going to say because I, I love this comment and I'm crediting you with all of it, Ralphie. Um, you look at, look at Cuzzy, right? They've been cousins. The man has absolutely everything on a platter. He, is, he was a beautiful-looking human being. He was uh, one of the great blokes, charismatic, charming. He was just ripping. I love Cuzzy. Uh, you'll never, ever, ever hear the words... Uh, I was really battling. Um, I had no life, I had no job, I had no family, I had no money. And then I've started taking drugs, and now I'm just <laughs> going beautifully in life. You'll never, ever hear those words. It's always the reverse. So why wouldn't, you, why wouldn't your employer want to help you in that? Of, of course they would. But so they help you a, anonymously. Is but AFL is a, it's a different beast. Well, it's, not, it's not, you know, concreting. It's just the way it is. <laughs> It's AFL, so um, you get the you get the ass, and the poor kid that actually had, you know what'll happen? Not all get the ass, though. No, but I'm saying we all know stories. But it'll be the one time that actually the kid actually has a problem, yeah, and he gets the ass for it, and the you know the five or six before him have weaseled their way around and and stayed on because they're really good players, but the one who actually has you know actually had the problem and had the issue, he gets he's the poor kid that gets thrown out of the league because he's you know. I don't think no I don't think players actually believe that they'll get the arse if they get caught. I would argue that. I don't believe the deterrence in front of them. Well, Disagree with that? Yeah, I do. Huh? Yeah. Um, yes is a short answer. Yeah. Can, can I ask the Dorothy Dixer? Does it matter? What's that? <laughs> you both gave me the same look. <laughs> no, no. It's a real simple one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do, does it matter if players think they'll never be caught publicly? Does that matter? I think I think it matters because it, it could be a difference between them saying, "Yeah, I'll have those pills" or "I'll have those lines" and and not having them. Don't? Yeah, listen, it probably does. Yeah. So but, you, you think now is more of a deterrent than it was a few years back? Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, with all the research and everything that's happened over the last few years, it's certainly more of a deterrent. But like I said, no matter what you do, there's going to be a small percentage that are yeah. still going to do what they want because because they can and they and they want to. So it's just. It's just the way it is. So they'll risk it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, everyone's risking every time they do it, aren't they? Yes. I'm putting more meat in the bones of what you said before because when you said if it doesn't matter if a few people are trying to game the system, the important thing is to protect the people who do have a problem. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't that the right thing? If you know the employers don't want to protect them, they've got obviously I'm not across the, the drug testing because I've been out of the game for a long time. But um, not that it, long. Yeah, if the, if the docs and the psychs and that all know and they go and seek help and they do all the right things, well, I think it's, it's only a positive thing um, for, for the player and the footy club. And then the, if they're getting the help that they need, well, then no one else needs to know. If they buck the system by maybe not going to, you know, the counselling or, you know, doing whatever they were doing, well, then maybe, you know, think about a way to, to let someone else know. But as soon as you let 
someone else known no matter what. Especially, there's no secrets in footy. We all no. know that. Everything gets tighter. So you should tell one, and then if you're trying to trade someone and he's got a, you know, a strike next to his name or something like, well, that play, that's not going to take him for risk of having poor, you know, bringing out in, a bad egg into the footy club. And so it's a slippery slope. But I don't think there's ever going to be a perfect answer to it. Um, no, no, no matter what. There's really not. Um, so, so when we pick up the Herald Sun today, Mark Robinson's headline was, it's time AFL told us the truth. About what? No, how does that, no, no, how does that I'm, I'm doesn't help anybody? Getting the answer here. So the, the counter argument of that is the truth about what is, is is it important that the public know if players are taking drugs? That's what he no, wants. He wants, he wants players named? That's basically and numbers the, the and premise, how many people? Yeah, because because uh, the stats have now been taken away from the public agenda because they used to say, well, anonymously, yeah, yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. X amount. Of, now what, why do the public have to know anything? Well, what's what is, is it their business? It's fucking, well, why can't we see the public's? You know, why can't we test all the public, see all their stuff, so all their secrets? Put it's, them in the paper and exactly. So it's it's just it's irrelevant. I was very amused speaking to someone who I've got great respect for both his. Well, their smartness, and mm-hmm. and I asked him this question because I'm the other way, and even though I've come as Scotty has from the era of drinking too much as a young young person, rather than taking it's a long era, isn't it? It is a long era, still going. But I said, why why does it matter? And they said, but they're role models. No, they're not. Do you know who their favourite band is? The Rolling Stones. Did no. they ever? <laughs> did they ever? They take may drugs? have inhaled a couple of times, Ralph. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> So right, Grant, yeah. Grant Thomas—that's a whole different do, story, and, and, though. Role model thing—that's a whole different one. Part of the ball getting mm. rolling here before Nick Rewald said a free for all. Grant Thomas said uh, about he was shocked when he found out how many players were taking after he got sacked. Mm. But I, how I, would he know? So he, he said he someone told him. Told he claimed him. someone told him after he oh, got sacked. A player should be sacked for lagging on his mate. <laughs> well, he, he claimed all I'm doing is putting on public record because I want your take. He, he, he claimed that uh, the player didn't tell him names, but how many were taking. But more to the point, I reckon actually what got through the keeper was Tomo mentioned, players now take drugs like people used to take spirits. When the beer's coming out your yeah. nose, you switch to spirits. Yeah. Is that anecdotally fair comment or uh, unfair comment? You kind of lost me on that analogy. But, I'll, but <laughs> well, when, when, you, when was Grant Thomas coaching? Because I said it was... You it was said that, alcohol was the, was the gateway. Yeah, when you yeah, start with beers and you have six or seven beers and uh, and then you've had enough and you go, all right, I feel like a... Uh, yeah. Something Ricky. refreshing like a... Greg Uslam and said, <laughs> "Absolutely." <laughs> um, well, when Grant Thomas was coaching, I first think they probably were more taking drugs back then than they were than they are today. But yeah, but how would, would I know? So the cha- the policy, the AFL's policy tightening up has had a bit of an effect, and he's going in the right direction. I would, I would think so, but you'd have to ask yeah. the AFL, and you have to see the stats, which they're not going to give you. So nah. it's all just speculation and hearsay. Yeah, so. a lot of it started too with the pressure on skin folds and, and obviously I didn't tip into it, but uh, <laughs> a lot of pressure on you know skin folds yeah. and keeping you, yourself in the right neck. Well, I'd go out and uh, with the blokes I knocked around with at, at West Coast and we'd go spend 200 bucks on wild turkey and coke and have a feed on the way home and cars and and, uh, and chicky and the boys in Curry, the boys that are well known for, for their drug culture, they'd spend 40 bucks and have a couple of pills and dance for three days straight and cut up beautifully and everyone's <laughs> looking at me going, geez, you're fucking unprofessional. Hey, <laughs> 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 yeah, that works. <laughs> let's, let's blame the club dietitians for that, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The dietitian, the pressure and the, the fines. The high performance managers, yeah, it's all their fault. The assholes. <laughs> 2007, when I was in the media, I sat through the AFL. Peter Harcourt, I reckon it was, Dr. Peter Harcourt, gave us in the media, some of us, a uh, the presentation that they give all the players. 
And so I'm probably what, mid thirties or whatever. And it was, it was stark and it was frightening. And I thought, well, geez, that would put you off. But I'm thinking, well, hang on, I'm not 19 like the players that they're showing. What did that mean to a player when they were showing you things like that? When I was seven, Jesus. I can't remember, <laughs> I can't remember what I did yesterday, let alone in 07. See, kids? Um, See what it does now? <laughs> well, it depends what depends what time of the day of the meeting. Because after if you've had a big day pre-season and you've got a meeting at 3 o'clock, most of the boys would be falling asleep because they were knackered. Yeah. But, yeah, like like everything. It would How res- much does the message get through, I'm well, asking? Well, yeah. to the individual, it would resonate with some. People go, well, yep. fuck, that's horrible. Or, um, can't be doing, no, can't be doing that. Yep, sweet. And some people go, right, oh, well, I can't wait to get out of here because I don't give a shit. Yeah, and, and never happened to me. Yeah. Never happened to me. I'll yeah. be fine. Exactly. So, um, like I said, it's just based on the individual. And most of the people going in there probably know whether they are going to do it or not. But it's just – but, yeah, I have no doubt those meetings would change the opinion of, of at least a couple some way. Yeah. Um, everyone has to sit through them you have to be ticked off. So, um, yeah, mate, it, it resonates with, with some. And some people would sit there and go – well, I don't give a fuck what he's talking about because I'm going to do it anyway. What would you say to parents who are, have got kids going down that path um, and they're at a loose end? You, can you, you can't reason with anyone when they're – if they're doing gear. I don't know. I'm not a parent. No. Um, I really hope you never do become one. <laughs> you know, that would be a blight in the world if you start breeding. Uh, anyway, no. <laughs> um, what do you, so you what mentioned do you say to them. Like, how do you how do you change the mentality that it'll never happen to you or drugs are okay? How do you change that? It's very hard, I think. You just got to I don't know, bring them up the right way. But in the end, once you become an adult, you're going to make your own decisions. Yeah. So, well, go back to Ben Cousins, Scotty. Sure. Because you mentioned him, he's the model for why it shouldn't be an anonymous. Because mm. eventually, it was shown that he had a drug problem. They were protected. But conversely, the converse argument is. There's there's a public face of something that didn't work. There's lots of public faces that you don't know about. Mm. Oh, it, oh, where it did work. Yeah. Oh, where it did. Well, that's right, because you don't know about them. You know what I mean? So if lots and lots of players did take drugs and then stopped taking drugs, yes. and they weren't publicly named and shamed, yeah. isn't that a good thing? Yeah. Yeah, their life's still in yeah, intact and their future's still intact. Yeah. So I would imagine like a lot of them would just would run the risk or something until they get... See you, Liam. <laughs> Good to he's, see you. He's just made sure yeah. that everything's okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay, we better edit it later. He's just <laughs> going to turn his phone off now. Well, now I can tell you the real truth. Yeah. Um, well, Liam thinks we cut the boring bits out. <laughs> um, listen, I would think that probably a lot more people would run the risk while they don't have a shock. Then as soon as they, they got one, they would really tow it in. And if they were going to, they'd either take them at the end of the year when they're away and all their – don't have to worry about coming into training on a Monday, and and then then they would they would shape up for for the years for the year I would imagine. Because anecdotally, I think that's what people want to know. People want to know um, the, the the process is, and this is what the discussion is: are players gaming the system, so to speak? Well, I don't know. I don't know how. I don't, I don't know. You'd have to. I'm, you'd have to ask each player individually. That's sure. why we, we can all speculate and talk about it—the try for a tramp or, or it's not—and everyone's cheating the system, but. How does anyone know? Um, that's just you probably hear what you hear, and like you always hear rumors about people doing bad shit. You never hear like you don't. You never hear, mate. Guess what? I heard that ninety percent of lists are doing absolutely nothing on the weekends and just <laughs> and just going home and walking their dog. Yeah, you know, you hear extra sit ups. Exactly, you hear rumors. Obviously, I hear them all the time about different people, and 
not just makes feel, people not, feel better, mate. Yeah, exactly. To gossip um, about make other people feel look bad. And, so, but the people game the system. Well, clearly, there's obviously people are doing it, but you know, I would imagine the the majority of the players are towing the line, and if they have a problem, they probably actually do. They're not all cheating the system. Clearly, some are. As but and then again, we still don't know because no one's come out and said, "Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm fine, but I'm just cheating the system so I don't get tested." Yeah. But we don't actually know that, so people can speculate and try and get clickbait on their radio or in the newspaper and stuff like that. But um, like you said, there's no footy being played, so we need to talk about something. Um, but I said, let's all let's drug test all the journos and all everyone at AFL, and let's just see what happens. Then then the, the, the silence will be deafening. You can almost yeah, you're right. You can almost guarantee that the people who are um, disgustingly using mental health as an excuse. Mm. Yeah, it's disgraceful and it shouldn't happen. Yeah, but they, they, you can always guarantee they're going to go down a really bad path. Hmm. You can guarantee they're going to, because they're not getting caught, they've got an excuse, they've got a hole out of it. If people have genuine concerns and they do have mental health issues, they can get themselves, you know, you can talk to someone. There's so many people you can speak to now. You get on the chat, see your GP, you can go see, you know, so many people and get yourself sorted. But the ones that are getting away with it by using mental health as an excuse, and guarantee their life's going to go one way until they pull their finger out. Of and their you ass. think eventually they'll get found out anyway. So um, and their life will go down yeah. the toilet. Yeah. Um, you asked us to ask you everything, so I'm asking. And then it's up. Should I'm out? I got nothing else. I don't think. In in 2013, so Gary Pert said there was a volcanic problem at Collingwood, and he was CEO at the time. What was the players' reactions to it? The players' reactions. Um, well, we just shook our head. Um, I don't know where he got that information from, but clearly there was people, um, you know, using. But um, I don't think it was no one used volcanic. What it depends what volcanic means. Like, or just a small percentage. What I'm saying is, it's fair then for journos, as you say, that sometimes we beat up an issue. Yeah, of course. But that's not beating it up. If if the club's own CEO says that, then yeah, then fine. there is a yeah, story. absolutely. Then you can yeah. write all about it. Um, <laughs> well, what what did we think, mate? Oh, nothing really bothers me, so I just sort of... <laughs> you don't give that impression. No, so I just... It is what it is. It was just more of a pain in the ass because it was just the headache that created with the media. Yes. Um, you think if it did, you'd probably deal with it internally and try and solve yeah. the problem instead of... Seemed a bizarre way to go. Yeah, letting the whole world know that you think your football club is... Under your watch. Yeah, exactly. Is, um, is, is, is about to volcanic. erupt. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, and it didn't. Um, we were shit, but... You know, it wasn't because of that. Um, and then, obviously, they're going all right now. But, um, oh, yeah, it was, it was pretty disappointing to hear that the CEO of the footy club thought that we had a, a volcanic thing. And it was probably just on the back of a few little incidents here or there. And all of a sudden, you know, the 40, you know, the 30 and 80% of the list gets hard with the brush that, you know, the 10, 20% would do them. And I think that you'd find that over most footy clubs. Are you, re- um, are you ready for this phrase? Narrative fallacy. Oh, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> Narrative fallacy. Mate, if you're going to drop these things on me, can you let me know so I can Google <laughs> them before I get in here? You told me you don't want research or anything. No, no. So in other words, people say, oh, this is happening because of this reason. Because you just said we were shit, but it wasn't because of drugs. But a lot of people were saying that because Collingwood had a drug culture at the time. So you were saying it had nothing to do with that, but you just no, were, were, just were playing badly. Them. Yeah, exactly. And people yeah. making an easy connection with the two. Yeah, of course. I mean, see, and like, it's narrative fallacy. So. Well, it is. It's, it's a fallacy na- narrative. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, whatever you call it. Na- narrative. <laughs> 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 Not phallic. Yeah. Don't oh, say phallic. Right, right. okay. Phallic. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's what I thought you'd talk it. But, yeah, listen, mate, it was what it was. We... 
good bottom. I can't remember how we finished in 2013, but about the final? I wouldn't have thought so, no. No? Uh, 12, yes. 13. I can't remember. Maybe um, maybe Justin then bundled. Yeah. And then maybe against Port, maybe Port Adelaide. Maybe we got beat by Port Adelaide in the first yeah, final. Yeah, that could be it. Um, but listen, man, it was, it was what it was. And, and like I said, I'd say it'd be the culture, not, not a Collingwood in the AFL would have been, to use his words, more volcanic then than it would be now. But um, And you think the the two boys, uh, sorry, what are their names? The, uh, the Collingwood boys? Collingwood uh, Lockie, Lockie Keefe, Keefe and Josh Thomas. Yeah. Yep, that missed two years. Do you think that was a big wake-up system for the oh, whole absolutely. competition? Yeah, definitely. Like, to go out and like just have like take you know, a line of cocaine or something and to realise that um, it's been – you know, a steroid. Laced with a steroid. Yeah. I, um, I, I absolutely, just, uh, definitely. Um, and like, but like I said, there's always going to be players that take the risk. That's no matter what you do. There's going to be players who take the risk. Now, whether that's five percent or fifty percent, we've got no idea because the stats aren't there, and you only go off what you hear. And I've had heap of rumors about me and everyone. And we've all had mm. them, and a lot. You know, whether smoke, there's fire, I guess. But there's also a lot that aren't true. So. Um, we just don't know. I couldn't believe, I was as stunned as anyone, that the drug dealer was not honest when he said to them, this is pure cocaine, guys. I can't believe <laughs> he was dishonest. I mean, what a prick to not tell them, not to be an upfront bloke and say, look, this, uh, I may have uh, put some performance-sensing mm. drugs in this too. What a what a surprise. But it, it definitely did. I can imagine it was scared all the people, who, all the yeah. players who've done it, who do it, very, very randomly or casually, um, you know, once in a bloom, once once or twice a year or something like that, was certainly put the, the fear of got into them thinking, what's the point of me doing this? I Became could, real, could lose it? me career. Absolutely, because like, like you said before, you know, it'll never happen to me. You know, like I'm untouchable, this mm. kind of stuff. And then it happens and you think, fuck, well, hold on a second. Um, I should reevaluate me doing this. So um, clear, clearly it probably has woken a lot of people up, but like, like I keep saying, there obviously are people that just be like, can do as I please. Because if we can marry up the the uh, Peter Harcourt's uh, presentation to the to the media at the time, there's a few few of us who saw it. They they show you know a back block of some toilet and in the outer suburbs yeah. saying this is where they make these type of tablets. Why, when you spend all your time being super professional in what you put into your body, in your bit of recreational yeah. time, you'll just pop something in your mouth or up your nose. Yeah. What's that thought process? Do you think for the for the players when they're seeing that, but then. Well, Again, just like I said, so yeah. it resonates with some, and yeah. some people think, "Fuck it, I'm still going to do it." But um, like I said, and not like I said before, it's, man, no one's doing that at eight o'clock at night sober. It's yeah. when it gets later in the night, and when everyone's had fifteen beers and a couple of selling comforts or something like that, Scotty. So. Well, selling comfort? I'm not a sixteen year old girl. Perno oh, and Diet Coke, a couple of woodies or something like that. Food <laughs> <laughs> Um So <laughs> I would say that. I would say that is. Yeah, that happens late at night when they're inebriated, I would imagine. All right, well, that's about as serious as we ever want to get here, but we felt... Hey, well, hey, um, well done. Swanee, great hey. stuff. Good, honest, open conversation about it. I like it. Have you got a mixed list, please? Yeah, mixed list. Well, might as well just put down Dane because... Yeah, just on, for people who didn't hear last week, mixed my, list is... Um, on, I was going to call it my shit list, but Ralph said that was unprofessional, mm-hmm. so... Mick Mouldhouse, if you're on Mick Mouldhouse's shit list, you're not getting off it. Uh, nothing short of a miracle, you're not getting off it. So I'm calling it my mix list. All right, last week it was Senator Bridget McKenzie who fat-shamed those poor obese people mm-hmm. by making faces and then claiming it was some <laughs> scrambled eggs and yogurt that was clashing. Uh, Did she respond to you? 
No, no, I haven't heard. I'm not sure she's a big listener. Oh, wow. Well, she's missing out. Uh, she is too. Uh, this, this, I just put the list from one person and it's now gone to 1.7 people, 1.7 million people, because I'm putting anyone who watches maths. Married at first sight. Anyone who watches that is now on my shit list. You are the dregs of society. You are encouraging these absolute morons. And this is what's happening to our world right now. It is fake. It is bullshit. It's not real. It's scripted. It's all a lie. And you're all lapping it up like morons. Mm. Lobotomies. <laughs> Seriously. There's like lobotomies for all of you. It's just anyone who watches maths. It's just. It's- Dane. You're a dickhead. Dane, 45, <laughs> minutes, 45 minutes ago, I asked you if you watched Married at First Sight. Well, I've Did Scotty spend 10 minutes ex- describing exactly. the show? Well, and, uh, and don't you know shit it was. Are you, you I, say not watched, I, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, I swear on my children's life. You know what, Scott? I've not watched an episode of that. I've seen ads of it, and I've seen stuff on Twitter, and, well, I, and the girls at work tell me about it. Well, I must. I don't wet the bed, I wet the pillow, because I'm a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> from Peter Kyle. Uh, yeah, I love people where they where they get large. <laughs> this is from our Facebook page. Hump day with Scotty and Scott, Scotty and Swanee. Yeah, please like us. From Peter Stop Kyle. Begging people, <laughs> Ralph. Shit, I like like. I don't people... care if you don't like us. You know, I don't care. I don't have Facebook. I, I'm all over it. I don't have it either. <laughs> I like when people get us. It's important for our show to have absolutely Facebook, show yeah. four. We got someone who already gets us. Oh. Peter Kyle, should this new push for a national reserves comp? Also have a reserves comp. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so that we can all get behind the reserves reserves and know that they were going to make it from the state. Great call, Pope. Absolutely. I like it. From Goldie Gunawara, I would love to know what teammates you had over the years who used to sip on vodka cruises while the rest of the boys were sinking beers. There is one at every club. Lloyd! <laughs> <laughs> and admitted it. What a tool. Jacko used to, Glenn Jacko used to drink fire trucks. <laughs> it's, know, oh, it's it's like vodka and lemonade and raspberry. Oh, yeah, vodka, like, lemonade and raspberry. I think, yeah. yeah ras- vodka and raspberry. Oh, don't know. <laughs> no, I never drank um, that. Jeez, who? Some real lightweights. There's some real lightweights around. Um, Benny Johnson didn't want a vodka. Stop it. Cruiser. Yeah. Vodka Cruiser. Late boy the from Greensboro. Late in the night. Are you talking about just straight off the bat, boys having a beer at the pub and they go for vodka? Someone doesn't get someone doesn't get the at any oh, time. I wasn't allowed. To, they they weren't allowed in our in our circles. At so. any time, that's unacceptable. Oh no, I don't mind it later later in the night or the next day, just Bre- to fresh up, just to freshen up the breath. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Breakfast. Rob yeah. Andrews, Scotty, did you enjoy your hill repeats this morning, big no, man? No, Rob, I did not. I was doing hill repeats just down the road from um, from Vic Park. I was doing Johnson Street there. In preparation for our ride next week, and um, five things up the hill there. And Dana's going to shock the shit out of you, mate. But I'm uh, no good going up hills. <laughs> oh, mate, when I'm down me the over other, with a feather down the other side, boom. and then there's another hill past. I think it's behind Xavier in there, but the part of the campus. There's another hill that's even steeper that comes up, and we did four of those. And the guys I was with, they do it for fun. From Buck, fun. from Buck Wild, any chance you boys are going to get some merchandise, stubby holders, T-shirts, single itself? I would think so. <laughs> I think that's a terrific oh, idea. So. I think that's terrific. You need stubby holders, definitely. You need a T-shirt. From Brad, Brad Bennett, best sledges ever heard, game day or training? Oh, oh no, I need some more time there. Um, oh. <laughs> um, oh, I've got a cracker, but um, this PC world that we live in, it'll probably 
the podcast will probably come oh, off the we'll, air. We'll think about it for a week. Yeah, right. Uh, I'll come so, back. So I'll Brent, come back. To you. Really? Have you not heard what we've said the last four weeks? Okay, I'll tell you. I'll tell you once we're finished here, and I'll tell you if it's okay. Keep it up the sleeve next week. Well, I'll tell Keep you when we. Hook. I'll tell you when we leave here, and right. I'll let you know if it's see if it's appropriate. I did have one of Mick Martin when I was standing in the goal square. It was in my second game of footy, and Mick just wanted to pulverise me because I'd had a good first game and uh, and got some attention. So he just was trying to beat the shit out of me, and when Mick's trying to fight you or verbally attack you, it's hard to uh, it's hard to answer him back because you don't generally have no idea what he said to you in the first place. Who were you looking at, super fucking buff fifth dickhead? What? Know what to say to that? <laughs> But, and he's pushing me and hitting me and smashing me and that. And I was a skinny kid and that. And then some bloke in the accident cheer squad, yeah, said, Hey, Mick, will you piss off? You're scaring my kids. And I start laughing. Mick takes it out on me. <laughs> I turn around and the bloke said, Can you keep it down, please, buddy? He's just getting really, really angry. But the kids were crying because how scary he was. From Brendan Matthews, why do women wear makeup to the gym? That's a really good question. I have oh, this mate. argument with my wife. I say, are you really going to the gym? If she wasn't really toned and fit and hot, I'd be really going, hang on a second. Might be time for a PI here because she's not going to the gym, but she is. So I don't know. Mate, uh, it's like everything. Like, what is that? We're going up to Coles. Oh, hold on a second. Yeah. Just let Mate, me gonna, slip into something more comfortable. Exactly. We're going to get some, you know, some bananas and some yeah. chicken and, like, you need to, to dial up for 15 minutes. It baffles, it baffles in it's my a, mind. I, mean, I can't answer that question. I'm going to ask the question. I'll get back to you next week. You're not, you're not the type to spend a bit of time and make yourself up before you leave the house? Well, mate, this is all i got, mate. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard work. We'll be that's good enough, it? brother. It's Scotty, absolutely. 1300 Repair. Uh, could you just describe to our people, Dane's get up when we went and met Sheen? Oh, yeah. Well, I was in the suit, Ralph. You were uh, dressed accordingly, and Swanee had an oversized T-shirt with a couple of rips in it, some shorts and thongs. Was it thongs as well? It's 35 degrees. From Matt Webber, who's winning UFC, Bones, Jones, or Lionheart Smith this Sunday? John Jones wins easy, I think. Oh, there you go, comfortable. From Kit, halfback flanker, uh, Swanee, after missing it, mixing it with Hollywood heavyweights, yep. who would play Dane Swan in his blockbuster biopic? And is 35 too old for your first tat? It's never too old for your first tattoo. Where so, would you get one, though? Oh, mate, you'd get one at Renegade Arts Society down in Mooney Ponds, yeah. Oh, that's, Renegade Arts Society in Mooney Ponds. Um, who would play me in a movie? Oh, I think it's a pretty obvious answer. Oh, hello. Denzel Washington. <laughs> <laughs> and for Andrew Scotty. Absolutely. Uh, we'll finish on this. Who are you? I've seen him. Eminem could be a chance. Yeah. Who were you barracking for in the 2008 grand final? Collingwood or West Coast? 2018. 2018. Oh, it was pretty simple. Who was that? From Kit. Uh, Kit, yeah. Kit. Um, look, I'm a staunch West Australian. I uh, fly the flag as much as I possibly can, but it's a pretty simple answer. I was barracking for the team that did not sack me. <laughs> the one that let me retire, and I retired. I'll fight you, Swanee. <laughs> uh, and then offered me a job afterwards and still in, you know, uh, keep me gainfully part-time employed as we speak. So and when I say that, would be about five or six things a year for him. So uh, it, was a, it was the pies I was barracking for. And I, and I think people at West Coast will understand that. At the end of the day, because they flicked me and gave me the ass. Rest I up, Swanee. Thanks to Sheen Panel Service. Yeah. This mean hump day with Scotty and Swanee. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.